Give me pictures of Spiderhead. <laughs> I had to do it. Give me pictures of Spider-Man. Also, I woke up to cat shit in my shower today. <coughs> Welcome to Reshoot Amateurs No Suits. Too many movies to explore. Ruthie, Hector, and Ed laugh until the end. Let's see something never done before. <coughs> yes. Okay. Not my cat. <laughs> That's making it of the episode. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to Reshoot, an amateur's guide to gooder film. I'm one of your three hosts. B B B twelve or B six. Fuck me. B six. I seventeen. Sixteen. I sixteen. I'm Hector. Ed, Ruthie's missing. Ruthie's missing. Our yeah. N40 to the group is yeah, missing. Literally. <laughs> she is on a work trip right now, so... No, she's just MIA. She's MIA. <laughs> Some about some secure island? I don't know. So, today we're going to talk about the movie uh, Spiderhead. That came out in 2022. We should also tell them what we do. Oh yeah, we should. Thank you. We are... We fix movies. Good, bad, in between. Yeah. So we make them objectively better. Objectively better. Yeah. If you say subjectively, then you're objectively wrong. No. Yes. <laughs> Great first impression I'm doing. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> um, spider head. Do you want to give the plot synopsis? Plot synopsis of Spider Head. Oh uh, yeah, movie starts off with a, a propeller plane flying through some cool scenery. Uh, and it lands in this weird kind of like underground uh, thing that's like sticking out through the side of this mountain into the water. It lands and guy gets off uh, into this, I don't know what you'd call it, but like this place. Uh, it's like a st spider. It's called Spiderhead Penitentiary, I think. It's like a jail, but it's the, the people that are jailed there have a lot of freedom they can do they, they can move around in this area f uh, freely basically they just can't leave because they're criminals mostly um <clears throat> and then this place is a volunteer system that people who are in state jail or whatever volunteer to be part of this program in spiderhead where they have these things attached to, to like the back base of their spine kind of thing and they can fill it with little vials with different compounds that have varying effects and they have to acknowledge that they're that they want this the stuff to happen they get assessed and all these drugs do really weird shit with them basically just gives them different emotions <clears throat> yes basically and you follow uh jeff jeff miles teller's character who is in this place uh he's also there with a girl called Lizzie, and then the two people that are in charge of this place are Steve, Chris Hemsworth, and another person named Mark. Movie starts off pretty okay, just like uh, they give Mark this new drug that they've been testing called N40, which is like it makes everything very, very beautiful. It makes your emotions for that kind of stuff a lot more 
uh, potent, basically. And you get a little bit of Lizzie and them talking, and it's obvious that they like each other. And you also learn through flashbacks about why Miles is in this place. He drove drunk and crashed, uh, killing his one of his friends. And then that's why he's here. Count of manslaughter, I think it was. Yes. Voluntary, voluntary manslaughter. Uh, eventually, they give Mark and this other girl there, uh, Hannah, during their little, like, tests. tests. They're, like, in this room. They give him, uh, Jeff and, sorry, not Mark, Jeff and Hannah and Forty, uh, which causes them to uh, really think they're beautiful and in love and love and yeah they they do stuff and steve and mark just watch they do stuff all right yeah uh it happens again with another older more disgusting lady called sarah i wouldn't say disgusting no it's she is disgusting oh it comes back comes up later sarah's disgusting oh right right yeah (laughs) uh and then they do that and then the the trick was that then they pulled jeff over to the couple like a couple days or weeks later over to the the side of the testing area and they had in the room uh sarah and hannah and steve told jeff to pick one to give them i forget what they call it dark and floxen yeah dark and flocks or whatever but it's like the i-16 one and it's painful yeah that one literally is it it induces intense intense pain uh, for example, Jeff's character described it that he wanted to light himself on fire so that it would stop. That's how that's how much this this drug like fucks with them. Mm. Uh, but he he didn't want to do that to to either of them because he has had I sixteen put on him before, and uh, he just uh, he says no. He says no. They pull him in uh, later another time where Hannah's alone in there and uh, eventually Jeff just says acknowledge yes only like, because he was threatened to be sent back to the oh prison, yeah that's right to prison hit the normal state prison yeah Steve has been lying to them that there are higher-ups that make more decisions when well explain well you're gonna yeah, yeah. and then he does that he acknowledges it uh, they pump him with like something that makes him be more descriptive and talk more basically as Hannah is in intense, intense, intense pain, uh, to the point, uh, oh, she also breaks the thing on her back and, and it floods the the little device. So now she's just so now, feeling yeah. all. It, she's always going to be feeling. Yeah, or she's going to be feeling it for a long time. For a long longer than than there's su- she was supposed to. Uh, Mark tries to turn it off, but he can't. And then eventually she grabs a piece of wood of things that she broke breaks and she stabs herself in the neck and she dies uh while steve runs off with mark to the room uh jeff uh grabs his keys that he dropped opens up a little cabinet of this notebook that has been shown that steve writes in and that's where he discovers that uh this place is not what he thought it was it is it is steve's company a pharmaceutical company i forget his last name it doesn't matter right now yeah but it's a pharmaceutical company and this is all just a ruse for something steve eventually finds out that uh oh don't forget that steve also uh takes the drugs himself oh yeah steve also abuses uh n40 specifically 
and th- there's a giggle drug also. <laughs> yeah, he he also abuses those himself. Uh, eventually, uh, Steve finds out that Jeff and Lizzie are involved and they like each other, and they do the same thing where he, he has to give Lizzie. I-16. Also, Lizzie has a secret, but we don't know yeah, what. Yeah, we don't know that yet. Oh, and before this happens, Jeff and Mark have a deal. That There's a deal going on there because Mark has been abused by Steve and he doesn't agree with what's going on fully either. And Mark has gone to the mainland. He's sick, is what he told Steve. And since Lizzie was there and Mark and Jeff had a thing, uh, it turns out that Jeff could control steve's little thing that he has in the back so it was giving him like uh i-16 and another one and then uh the giggle one and then also uh he gave him the one that that steve has been it's all been a test for this other drug called b6 which is a drug that makes people more obedient to do whatever they are told because he finally makes lizzie have to do the Mm -hmm. the Dark, dark and flog or whatever it's called. Yes. And he's forced to, and uh, basically they, he takes advantage of that to break him out. Yeah. To break, to uh, Mark, break, no Mark, which, who's the main dude, Jeff? Jeff. Jeff does it to Chris Hemsworth's character to get him to stop. Yeah, to, to get him. And then he already planned it with Mark to yeah. get the police involved. We're yeah. jumping a bit, but the movie has a lot of yeah. weirdly paced stuff. Yeah. And then uh, eventually, like, they get into a fight, and uh, Steve, like, fully activates the four vials of I-16 in Lizzie and, like, breaks the phone that you can control it. Uh, but eventually, Mark's win- Mark or Jeff wins the fight, goes into Lizzie, uh, takes off the thing, so she's fine. Uh, Je- uh, Steve's thing is now also learns- broken. Well, the reason he said the original reason to do these drugs, uh, Steve's idea, oh. was for love. And it was like he wanted to test each. Lo- he wanted to test the like how far people would go for love, or fa- love was oh, making or, them not give the yeah. dark and flog flower to the rest of them. Oh well, yeah, it's it's like the B six works. It, it it definitely does do what you're no, told, it, unless it involves something that you love. That's the thing. Yeah, and that's why he would not do it to Lizzie, and that's why he didn't listen to Mark when. Or to Jeff when Jeff told him to drop the knife, because Steve says he loves his company and the the work that they does, so he could he didn't have to do that. And then not just that, uh, so yeah, so they fight. Uh, they're running out. Uh, Steve's <laughs> back hit the thing. His yeah, it's, it's broken. Broken, it's so it's flooding him now with I sixteen and forty. All all of them. And good, the giggle, bad, and the giggle one. Yes, and the giggle one. <laughs> So they start running away. There was a little joke about like someone smearing yeah. shit all over. Ends up it was Sarah. Sarah. Yeah. So that's why he was saying she was disgusting because yeah. she was smearing, she was shit, smearing everywhere. shit everywhere on the bathroom walls and everywhere. Eventually, uh, Jeff and Lizzie are able to escape. Uh, they they get to leave on the boat before. Uh, oh, and Lizzie's before... secret was that she. Oh so yeah, she, she left her. Do- she had to go work at Walmart. She left her daughter in the car in summer. Yeah. So the daughter died. Her nine month old died. Yes. And uh, not just that, uh, she was like, "Please make me go through pain. I feel like I deserve it for what I did." And Jeff's like, "Oh, I love you, and every, every, all of you, including all yeah. of you, did." 
and he doesn't do it. Yeah. Also, it turns out that Jeff, in the crash and the drunk driving accident, it wasn't just his friend that died. It was also his girlfriend, Emma, who he has left voicemails all this time uh, to her phone that is deactivated just to hear her voice. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, Steve was able to get to his propeller plane and fly out. Well, uh, later on, Jeff and Lizzie get on the boat and are able to leave before the police get there with Mark. And then Steve, uh, flying around, is just drugged out of his goddamn mind. And 40 hits him really hard. And it all just looks really beautiful. And then he just, like, crashes crashes into the island and dies, which is dumb, in my opinion. But yeah. And then Lizzie and Jeff are, like, in a boat laughing and stuff and laughing like, naturally not because of the yeah not, not because of the drug like actually laughing and smiling and stuff and then that's there's the a there's a little yeah there's a little monologue that jeff gives that he wishes there was a drug that self-forgiveness uh, but you have to work on it which is a nice yeah, message work through it yep yep um, it's a movie yeah it, it the biggest fall from grace i think i've ever seen them in a while like the first two acts really great third act fell apart yep i wonder if that's because they had to go a different route than the short story because this is based off a short story from a really good author who did a short story for New Yorker, whose name is escaping. I'm going to look it up right now, actually. Uh, George Sanders, who is a pretty good writer, according to a friend of the pod, uh, Matt Shore from uh, Made of Movies. I was talking to him about it a little bit, <clears throat> and he was like, oh, he's a really good writer. So, yeah. Yeah. You want to go first with likes or dislikes? Sure, I can do it. So likes i like the first two acts like i said really well paced well acted i was surprised at how hooked i was the kind of mystery and the un- like usually uncomfortable movies i get what they're going for it was supposed to be uncomfortable because i was like i don't know someone who's worked with like people not their best like just seeing all those ethics being broken was like oh i get why i was kind of it was just kind of like yeah, I see what they're... I, th- I thought they were talking about, like, how far people... Like, why ethics are important in science, but no. It was good. Uh, the set design, I thought, was really good. I'd actually want to live in that prison compared to my apartment. Not that it's a bad apartment, but, you know, it was nice. Yeah. It looked nice. You get your own room. A really nice kitchen. Are, yeah, people are assigned certain duties. Rotating stuff, yeah. yeah. It's actually really nice. Like, it, it reminds me of, like, Legion... Haven't seen it. If you've seen that show, like it starts off with them in like an insane asylum, but it kind of reminds me of like that kind of thing. I don't know. I don't know why, but you, you, it's just like open area and people are free to move around as they please, basically. But you can't leave. I don't know. Just reminded me of that. I don't like Miles Teller, but man, he's a good actor. Mm. He's such an ass. Why don't you like Miles, Miles Teller? Uh, do you want me to go over it in the pod? In the pod? In the podcast? This episode? Sure. Do you want that tangent? Okay. So, um, <clears throat> he was filming something. He didn't want to get COVID tested back in, like, 2021. Mm. He didn't want to get COVID tested. And I don't think he got... I don't know if he got the vaccine or not, but, like, he didn't want to get tested, you know? And he went through with it, and he got other people sick. Or he got himself sick, and he brisked other people. Something like that. Oh, uh, he's crazy. also, like, a boom... He also does some boomery shit. Like, he tweeted Apple once, like, why don't you have, like, an emoji or something to, like, show respect for our troops or something, or something like that. And I'm like, dude, mm. like, he just done a war movie, so maybe he was coming off of that. But, like, I don't know. Just felt weird. Oh, so he's just an idiot. No, I don't say he's... Uh. With, with the vex, with the not getting tested stuff. Yeah, not like, yeah. you're putting people in danger. You're yeah. not the hot shit, dude. Like, like Djokovic. 
the tennis player, the number one tennis player, he's a piece of shit. Does did never got vaccinated. He's anti-vax. So oh, I know. Yeah, worse worse than Miles, I guess. Yeah. Um, Chris Hemsworth surprised me actually, like a lot. I honestly, he had a great American accent. I thought. I thought. Okay. Like he was doing a bit of an American accent. I I because it wasn't his normal Australian. Yeah. It was really good. Uh, also, I liked him that he got to play a smart villain. He usually plays uh, dumb characters, goofballs, goofballs himbos. So it was <laughs> it was nice to see him play a smart villain. It was really fun. And you can tell he had fun with the role. Himbo. <laughs> Look at me and tell me Thor Thor in the YTT movies isn't a himbo. He's yeah. the him. He's more like one of the himbos. Yeah. He's he. I don't know. No, he does Australian accent in Bodyguard. Never mind. I have seen that one. Pretty good. Uh, the cinematography and the colors were very nice. I, I will say that. I, I liked how the movie looked. Uh, dislikes. Like I said, the third act had one of the biggest falls from grace I've seen in a while. Like, they had this joke about the guy who was always eating, because mm-hmm. that they made one that made him hungry. They also had the joke about Shitfinger. And when do you put them back in? At the very end, when it's a serious moment, they're trying to escape. It just felt like I killed some tension that was actually good, you know? Like... Yeah... I, I, I agree with that. Yeah. I didn't like that B6 was total obedience. I thought it was just going to be like, okay, this I, this isn't my one more thing. Like, what one thing I've been interested in, but like, I have been watching The Last of Us show and I've been listening to the Companion podcast, right? The whole point of it's like, love, according to the, the creators, like, love makes people do some crazy things. They can really twist. You can have a really twisted sense of love. And I thought that's what this movie was going for, and I was totally on board. Like, honestly, I have expected the twist being that uh, Steve was just trying to make make himself feel love. Because he's like his father who did not love his son. Mm. Like, I thought that's where it was going. And no. All right. So I'm going to try and do my fixes. I didn't. I had a hard time with this one. Take away the fear scene. That seemed kind of useless. Other than like. Oh, where Lizzie's afraid of the Yeah, I get why. Like, it's good to show it, but it's like, huh. Like, it, they put so long into that aspect, it felt kind of dumb. I didn't like Lizzie's real crime, because it didn't make her seem like such a... Like, it's yeah, it's it's terrible, but, like, imagine if you're a sleep-deprived mother who with a nine-month-old who is also... It's implied she's a single mom, because she's taking her kid to Walmart to work while she works. Yeah. So, it, like... I just like I, I get it. It's a crime. It's a, it's a terrible crime. But like she clearly was it was a clearly an accident for her and she felt terrible about it. Like it just felt kind of Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't it, know. It didn't I, I knew what they were trying to go for, but like it didn't make her less unlikable. I just yeah, felt more pity exactly. for her. Exactly. with Miles or with uh Jeff, Miles Teller's character I actually did not like what he did. That oh was yeah, a no. dumb, dumbass decision. No, what he did. Don't drive drunk, people. Yeah, if you're even a little bit buzzed, that's either like, sober up or give it to people. Yeah, that's to... that's one hundred percent his fault. Yeah, and for Lizzie, it was an accident. So I gave her a new crime. She brutally stabbed her husband after they were both drunk, and he started hitting her really hard. So like, and I mean like self defense. Like you know when you mur- like you you know when people like. It's clearly past self-defense, and they kind of know what they're doing. Mm, yeah. Like, that's the kind of to thing kinda, she's going for. Yeah. Like, she maybe she, like, like rips out some intestines or something, or she mentions, like, or they mention, like, huh. Or maybe, or maybe, or maybe her husband is just verbally abusive. 
And then she And then she eventually just has enough and just kills him. Yeah. Something like that. That 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 would make Lizzie le- for, for me that would make a, that would actually make her less likable and I wouldn't feel as much pity that I did. Yeah. And then and then it makes more and then it makes Miles saying I still love you even better cuz like yeah. she's clearly sorry about it. And yeah. it's a type of love thing, right? Like she loved her husband, but like she didn't Eventually it was a, a good snapped. Yeah, she snapped. So here's my big one. B6. Make it twist a sense of love, right? So he wants to be so in love. Like he's never felt love. He might be a, he, where he might be a sociopath like he thinks his father was. So he wants to make love. He wants to make a cock. That came out wrong. <laughs> he wants to make love. He wants to make love. He wants to feel love. He wants to be loved, is what you're trying yes, to say. Yes, yes. Yeah. No, he wants to... He's getting all horny so he can finally have sex and lose <laughs> his virginity. No, yes. So, he wants to... Uh, he tries to force people to love and it just doesn't work. The closest is like, you know when, like... It's like, you know when he was like, oh, I think I love you because after they... Jeff and Heather have sex? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, after, they ha- after Jeff and Heather has sex... Jeff and Heather say they love each, each other. other. Yeah, but I'm wondering if it was like a more in them feeling moment kind of thing. But it's not permanent, right? So he's like, "God yeah. damn it, it's not permanent. I want something that lasts, like real love." And then uh, he can't do it, so he finally snaps, and he's just because he can't take. Because remember, loneliness, like he said, loneliness kills you 15 oh, t- times more likely than Lo- being loneliness. What he said is loneliness is the same as smoking 15 cigarettes a day so that's what it, it cuts your life expectancy that yes much. and he doesn't want that so he's just like because it's all about health mm-hmm. yeah you so see he's working out so he needs to be so green shit he finally snaps you don't have to have a twist like some movies are good to have twists some of them can just be natural progressions mm-hmm. and it can still be you know good like so he finally snaps and he just uh and that's the real difference, because he's like, all the time, he was like, because that's not where he was heading, because he's like, oh, Jeff and Steve, the same. And nope, because Jeff actually feels love. And then he finally snaps and tries to kill him. And it doesn't work, and the rest of the movie plays the same. I just didn't like the B6 obedience thing. The obedience thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and now that you mention it, that whole loneliness thing and feeling love kind of thing. Yeah, it was actually pretty set up in the movie for it to be that... It's the actual plot of the movie. Now that I think about it, really. Once again, Chris Hemsworth's in a movie where the what I thought was going to be the thing is a lot better than what actually was. If you've seen Men in Black International, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I have not seen it. It's that. bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Spiderhead. Um, what what I liked about this movie? Yes, the acting was impeccable. Chris Hemsworth did an amazing job. Especially after the thing was broken and he was like going back and forth with all these emotions. Really good job on his part to like make it very believable that he's struggling to like try and hold it all together. And the little voice thing he does because he's like he's like straining to be able to talk normally through this microphone at the end. Super funny and fun. The movie was also really funny, in my opinion. That's some pretty good jokes. And, and not stuff. too many. It kind and of not fit. too many, yeah. Up till the end. Till the end, yes. Yeah, I, I also disliked Lizzie's reason for being there. I thought uh, Jeff's reason and how you learn more about it throughout. I mean, there's only like two scenes in that, but hey, 
whatever. Those two scenes are pretty good, and I like I like his reason for being there. Yeah, this this movie was like so just like okay of a movie, in my opinion. Yeah, third third act I I probably don't feel as strongly as you do, but third act it, it did kind of fall apart a little bit in the end there. I also didn't like how much they how much effort they put in to making Steve such an unlikable fucking douchebag. I wish I, I don't know. I don't think they treated everyone fairly. Oh, I did we did forget to mention one bit. Uh Jeff was free 7 months ago. Oh yeah, secretly. at the end at the end Jeff was actually free to go 7 months prior. And so was and Lizzie. Lizzie, oh. Lizzie at the end of the movie, she was free that previous week. But, but they, he, they, they didn't disclose no, that to them. Because, yeah. That's what, helping your point, that he was such yeah. an asshole. He's such a fucking unlikable douchebag. <laughs> and I wish I wish they would have treated him more fairly. He's a to, pharmaceutical you know, you, CEO. I think they treated him fairly enough. I mean, yeah, but like... I don't know. I, I, I You can do <clears throat> mustache-twirling villains right. I thought they did a good job with him. They gave him some layers. I, I Some layers, I, yeah. That's better than most movies where it's like mustache twirling. Like, look at the fucking menu. Like, a lot of the people are... E- other than... I'm saying, like, all the people who... Not not the main villain, not Ralph Fiennes' character. Yeah. I'm talking everyone else. Everyone else is so unlikable. Yeah. It's a satire, though, so it's expected. Mm-hmm. But, like... I'm not saying it's a diss. I'm just explaining. Like, yeah. Similar, I like... I don't know. I, I do like... When you do mustache twirly villains right, I feel like this one was not good, in my opinion. Huh, we have the opposite opinion. Yeah. So wait, why? What, what's it missing? Depth? Uh, I just think that... <sighs> there, There is depth to his character, though, yeah. I just think, like... Is it because it's Chris Hemsworth? <sighs> no, it's not just because of him. Um, Let me try and get my... Find the words for this. I don't know, it just... It just didn't hit me right. Because it was too obvious he was the villain from the beginning? I think so. Yeah. I think it was just so obvious that he's just a... From the very beginning, you just just, you just hate this motherfucker so much. And I wish I wish it was... I mean, no, but it, like... I don't like it when they're mustache twirly, like, twist at the end kind of shit. I don't know. It was me all along, Barry. Yeah, but he he's so so unlikable, but he's also so fucking cool with like Jeff and all, everybody else there. Well, yeah, because that's the way yeah. they don't suspect him. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it is okay. I don't know. I just didn't like it afterwards. It just like didn't. I don't know. But maybe it is the best way you can make a mustache trolley villain because he has it. death and stuff like that. But yeah, I I am actually gonna take a little bit of from your book for the fixes. And say that yes, the, the the big thing at the end should have been something about love and loneliness and abandonment or something like that. Because Steve's character, his dad, abandoned him in a foster home when he was nine, ten, I think eight. Yeah, he was very young, and his yeah. dad literally dropped him off at a foster home. No, the funny thing, well, not funny. It was depressing, but I was just it. Yeah, it was just he was told his son he was going to summer camp. Yeah. And then, like, I'm not laughing because it's like, it's just such a dickish, like, a yeah. really dickish thing to do. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> terrible father. Oh, yeah. And oh, the, that's the, extra bad. What does make it funny is that he was telling this story to Jeff while they were high on 
the the, uh, the laughing juice, the, 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 the giggle drug. Yeah, so, that's why. So he's I'm telling laughing. this really depressing story to Jeff, and they're both just cracking up about it. That's such hilarious. A hard, I feel like it's such a hard thing to act. I, yeah. Again, give him props. <laughs> yeah, they kind of carried the movie. I yeah. Liz, Lizzie did well too. I just thought, you know. Yeah, but uh, you for most of the movie, it's Stephen. Mm-hmm. Stephen Jeff. Very small cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they didn't have to spend a lot of money for this movie. I think the sets they did. The, uh, I mean, it's still just set design. It can be in a studio. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I know. It just looked yeah. a little nicer than average. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that should be the main point of the thing. And uh, I think it should more more revolve around N40 in particular. Because I-16 kind of came out of nowhere. Well, so did B6. Uh, the, the, the pain and the obedience drug. Definitely, I feel like it came out of fucking nowhere. No, no, I I sixteen the darkened vlog was mentioned early in the movie. Mm. Honestly, I laughed at the scene where they show Miles Teller with it. Just the way he got oh. so zoomed in, I just it yeah, was funny. Yeah, when he runs to the wall, turns like, around. <gasps> I don't know, it was just funny. Turns around, like zooms in on his face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know it was I, supposed I did, to be funny. I did, just... I did, I did like that cut. That, that was a pretty nope. good yeah. little cut in into the like. Miles Teller just says, "I've I've felt it before," and it just cuts to the to him like freaking out kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, but I think it should focus more on the N forty thing. I also think, yeah, it, that that should be Steve's Chris Hemsworth character's main goal is to find a way to, uh, yeah, find love and keep that kind of love and usually because of resentment for his father and maybe you can make him a little bit evil that that's all he wants is he wants every, all like parents to uncon like actually unconditionally love their children no matter what which uh i mean it should be that way but it isn't but yeah <laughs> and maybe that's that's the main goal uh or no so he just wants to find love himself but through that thing is through N40 and how it works in the movie is that it's not permanent. Like you just, it's more, more of a lust drug than anything else. Honestly, in the movie, it shows that it just makes everything look really pretty for you. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And I would want most, the, the first two acts to basically run more or less the same kind of thing. And then at the end, when at the end, it should be some kind of like thing where Steve finds out that, Jeff is not in love with Heather. He's actually in love with Lizzie, even though he never took the drug with Lizzie. And he maybe does the same thing of like testing if he'll hurt Heather after N4 after the N40 trial. And he maybe Jeff actually does like just follow through with it, actually pumps her with I-16 or something. And he pulls Lizzie in and then he doesn't do it. And then he just loses it because his thing isn't working how it's supposed to do. And maybe the end, how the escape plays out more or less the same. Yeah. That yeah. Sounds good. Also, I wouldn't, I would also not kill off Steve at the end. Really? No, I I'd say he probably flies away and then he just, Oh, I see. You want to have spider head too. No, not spider head <laughs> too. Like he'll, he'll, <laughs> he'll see like the, they'll, they'll still find him or he'll fly away and, land somewhere and they'll find him and in a fucking manic in jail. state i'm sure put him in jail yeah i don't know maybe maybe in the end monologues say that like oh steve didn't make it very far he still is going to prison for holding people against their will basically mm-hmm. 
and uh, and being, and kill and murder and, and yeah, uh, voluntary manslaughter. Yeah, reckless endangerment and uh, kidna- I guess basically like kidnapping. Yeah, falls under that since they were free to go, but he didn't disclose that. False imprisonment, I think. Yeah, and then I'm not a lawyer. Listen, to false your lawyer. imprisonment. Yeah, listen to your lawyers, it. everyone. Yes, get a lawyer. Don't never talk to police. Um. <laughs> Uh yeah, maybe in the monologue he just says that he gets captured after later on, and uh, yeah, basically that. This movie, uh, kind of like we, I always struggle with these kind of movies more than on this podcast more than obviously more than bad movies, and I actually struggle more with these kind of movies than I do with the good movies like we've done, like Godfather or John Wick. Really? Yeah, or Joker? Because I feel well, yeah, I feel like it depends on how level of. Ba- like, I feel like there's two different middle movies where between mm-hmm. good and bad. Because there's some where it's like, okay, it's pretty easy to see what to yeah, fix. What like, to with fix. this one, I could kind of figure it out. But there's others when there's just a lot wrong, but it's not that bad. And then, yeah, I'm, and it, then I struggle because it's yeah, like, I don't know I don't where know. to I just struggle to with these mid-tier movies because there there isn't anything, like, very inherently, uh, like, bad decisions that I see. But there's enough good decisions that fixing anything at all might actually just make it worse in general because it like, it's like just good enough to be okay, but there aren't any like actual huge flaws in the movie that I see. Yeah. And that's why I struggle with these okay movies so much more and why this episode is going to be so short. <laughs> I mean, it's also just, it's, the also, two of us. it's also just us too, but also actually just... no good segue. If you don't mind, mm. Ruthie wrote from Beyond the Ether oh. last night a yes. question that she told me off the peak at. So I'm going to read it out loud live. I'm going to peek it now. If she put it on spoiler on our Discord thing, if you re- had to redo the casting for this film, who would you pick? Good um, question, Ruthie. Oof. Yeah. So uh, I'm keeping Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I would honestly switch Miles Teller to someone else. Yeah, for sure. I just don't like Miles Teller. I would. You know, I would actually like Dane DeHaan in this film. What happened to Dane DeHaan? I don't know. But yeah, I would actually like Dane DeHaan. And like the obvious good choice is also Timothy Chalamet. I knew it. (laughs) I knew you were. Because I was thinking like, Timothy? I'm like, no, he's oversaturated. And I don't know if he can. Don't make him do everything. Timothy's a really good actor. He is. Just don't make him do everything. with his with how he was in Bones and All, I think he would pull this off really well. I haven't seen Bones and All. I know, I just haven't seen it yet. Um, what? Which? Who uh, would I replace with? Um, I'm th- I have the name. I would keep Mark, the second in command, mm-hmm. but Miles Teller, I'd probably switch him with Dane DeHaan. I want to see more Dane DeHaan. I. And I think he could do well. You know who I'm thinking of, weirdly enough? Whomst? I lost the name. Uh, I know it's a, they're a bit smaller, but like. You remember the Sprouse twins? Like Dylan and Cole Sprouse, like Zach and Cody? Do you watch Sweet Life, Zack and Cody? I think so. Yeah, Cody, the guy who does Cody does some acting. He, I think it'd be interesting to see him. He did a Netflix, uh, HBO movie that was taken out, like, shortly after the acquisition. Strauss Twins? Yeah, Strauss, uh, look up Cody, or uh, look up Cole. Sweet Life, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Yeah, no, S-U-I-T-E. Sweet, because it's a hotel suite. Oh. Oh, I know. I know those two now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. One yeah. of them. Cody. Uh, Cole. Cole does some... Cole's the main one. Although Dylan is now a big character, going to be a big character in, the, King, in the Kingdom Hearts uh, 
games. So that's kind of cool. Spoilers if you haven't gone to the secret ending of 3. But yeah, he's going to be one of the cool characters. I'm excited. Also, I didn't know that was him. Mm. Also, it's funny because he said he quit acting, but nah, Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Um, Hearts. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Ruthie. What do you rate this movie? C+. It's really okay. It's a 3.5. What have you been watching or reading or whatever, Ed? Last of Us, just like you. Yeah. Really good. Watch it, please. HBO Max, Last of Us, really good. Uh, I've also been watching the new Trigun Stampede, which is also really good. Don't let the 3D CGI anime turn you off. It's actually pretty good in this one. Orange does better than Mappa, actually. This is Orange? Yeah, it's Orange. Oh, they're, that, yeah, they're, they're good with CG. They're, well, they do better than Mappa because they don't have as much fucking workload to do. Yeah. So Those yeah, poor it, Mappa guys are so overworked. Yeah. All right. Uh, one... My friend bought me Mass Effect. The first one? The trilogy. Oh. The remastered trilogy. Nice. Yeah, I'm making my way through the first one. I think I'm like almost a third of the way through. It's it's pretty fun. Uh, What are you doing? Good guy or anything? Uh, Paragon, yeah. Paragon? No, I'm okay. on Paragon. I can't. So, I don't like being a dick in games. So who did you who did you uh, choose? Liara, the Asari. The alien woman. lady? Yeah. Wow. She's you, you chose the filthy Xeno? Dude, you're being a filthy xenophobe. Yeah. I would actually I mean if I was I mean, okay, who else? Who else? Who okay. else? There's okay. the dude. The 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 cure the the dude the human dude? The, there's the human dude? Yeah, he's kinda and, boring. And then there's the racist lady. Human uh, Sarah, lady. Yeah, no, fuck her. She's no. the xenophobe. She's the real xenophobe. I hate her. Yeah. I, honestly, if I could kick her so, from the group, honestly, I would. Honestly, there are only two. Or Garrett. I mean, Garrett. I'm playing Femship. Oh, you can you can romance Garrett. I think you can. Yeah. I thought it was. I thought on the first. No, game if, was if only you can play them, Yara. If you can play them, if you can, if if they're they can be on your team, you can romance them depending on your depending on what their gender preferences. Uh, personally, can you romance? The big dude, the Krogan. Okay, not Rex. Not Rex. <laughs> not Rex. No, no, no. I would, dude. If I could romance Rex, yeah, I totally would. Definitely. I would even help it, him. I will help him. Even with, with Mel Shepard. I will. Can I finish? <laughs> I will help him with his uh, extension problem with the mutation. Ooh. I will help him with that if it need be. Ooh, I've played Mass Effect too, and what you're saying is trick. It's, please, it's hot. please stop. I don't want to get spoiled. <laughs> I'm actually enjoying this game. <laughs> please. It had to be me. Someone else might get it wrong. Stop with the weird thing. I'm going to keep an eye out for that. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, Mass Effect is a good game. You didn't get the Dead Space remake? I mean, it was a gift. The Dead Space remake? No, Mass Effect was a gift. Oh. I'm not I'm, I'm not buying any games right now. Okay. I bought... My second thing is uh, I, I, I got the Cowboy Bebop vinyl. And oh, that's yeah, pretty cool. It's so nice. But you didn't buy an amp. So it's I'm, pretty quiet. I will buy an amps next time I get a good paycheck. But like, <laughs> when I get my bonus, ah, it's so good. It's so it sounds so mm-hmm. crisp. I love. It. I'm so, not trying to be like a. I'm not trying to be like an audio like audio audio file elitist here. But like, I don't know. It's nice. It's mm-hmm. really nice. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna get a 5.1 surround sound. Oh, nice. Because I have. I already have my 4K player with a bunch of. 4K DVDs. Nice, so. nice. That's fun. And I have a sound system, and then I have a 4K player, but I don't. I have a 4K player because I have a PlayStation mm. Five, but I don't. I, I'm not gonna brag. I'm gonna stop. <laughs> okay, my TV's kind of old, but uh, yeah. Next time, join us for to be announced. No, to be determined. No, 
you kind of got it into my head when I realized when I mentioned the other Chris Hemsworth movie. We're gonna do Men in Black International. Oh lord. Oh, oh lord, it's a mess. It's a mess. Okay. It's a very fun mess. Oh, actually, wait. You can give us a like and subscribe. Oh yeah. Yeah, like give us five stars. Smash that like button and subscribe. My neighbors hate hate me right now. Ed, thank you. Uh. Uh, shoot us an email at reshootpodcast at gmail.com give us I don't have the access to our look it go to our twitter is at reshootmovepo1 we have a link to discord we have a mastodon we have a mastodon which is podcast I, I think so yeah and uh we have a reshoot underscore podcast which is for our instagram you have a gram now. you have the gram we've had the gram for a long time yeah <laughs> i'm not the social media person obviously me and ruthie are well i handle the twitter stuff she handles the rest i mean she also handles twitter too but... oh i have a letterbox yes now. we have a letterbox we all have letterbox uh mine's reshoot underscore hector mine is short prsn and ruthie's is uh film posters only where she talks about the film posters honestly follow her the most she doesn't do it often but it's pretty funny and cool yeah. not funny like ah but like it's it's, it's pretty funny how she uses a the social media app about movies and talks only about the posters. I mean, it's it's original. Yeah, it's, it's better than some of the other ones. It's a lot better than all, a lot of the other gimmicks yeah. I've seen. I think I mentioned that I did get a letter box in the last episode. Yes, you did. Oh, yeah. Uh, Why well, haven't... Has anyone said anything about my hot takes? No, no, you don't. Oh. You haven't... No. I have a hot take on my reviews there. Oh, also the song Spiderhead by Cage Elephant's really cool. Is it about the is it in the movie? No. That's a missed opportunity. That is a missed opportunity. That's a really missed opportunity. It, it, it is a pretty like I think it would fit with the other music they had in this. Oh, uh, real quick, I know we already ta- stopped talking about the movie, but the music in the in the the in the movie was pretty cool. It uh there was a couple that actually re- sounded like Blade Runner. So, yeah. I I did catch that, yeah. yeah. So, this film is directed by Joseph Kaczynski, who did Top Gun Maverick, Oblivion, and Tron Legacy. I love Tron awesome. Legacy. <laughs> Writing credits, uh, George Saunders is the, uh, he wrote the original short story this was based off of, as I mentioned in the episode. The short story is called Escape, Escape from, from Sa- Spiderhead. Yes. I read a li- I read like five pages and thought, you know, I don't want it to influence too much, so I took a break, break, but it was good from what I read. I might finish it after this, actually. Uh, the screenplay was written by Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick, and the cinematography was by Claudio Miranda. Claudio Miranda, yep. Follow all these people on social media. They've made a movie, which is more than we can say here. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and have a great day. Bye. Bye.